Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has unveiled his new cabinet after his biggest shuffle yet, but will it change anything? The RCMP is spending $15 million to study how it's systemically racist towards minorities. A Windsor imam reacts to a local teacher's tirade against Muslim students who didn't participate in the school's Pride Day, calling it, quote, a huge shock, unquote, for the community. Hello Canada, it is Thursday, July 27th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Andrew Lawton. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We have got you covered with all the news you need to know, so let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. In an attempt to revive decreasing popularity and also offer a bit of a reset for the government with fresh faces ahead of a return to Parliament this fall, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau yesterday announced his new cabinet. He announced several picks in an hour-long ceremony at Rideau Hall, including several key portfolio changes. Dominic LeBlanc has been named as the new Minister of Public Safety to replace Marco Mendicino, following a series of scandals, the most recent of which was his oversight. As for Defence Minister Anita Anand, she is going to be moving into the Treasury Board role, while Bill Blair will be taking over as Minister of National Defence. David Lametti no longer serving as Canada's Minister of Justice and Attorney General. He's left Cabinet altogether, now replaced by MP Arif Varani. Now, Lametti faced several hurdles in Cabinet, including fallout from the invocation of the Emergencies Act and questions surrounding the federal government's legislation on assisted suicide. Other changes include Joyce Murray, who was replaced by Diane Leboutier as Minister of Fisheries and Oceans after deciding to no longer seek re-election as an MP in Vancouver. Omar Algabra out as Transport Minister with Pablo Rodriguez, who was in the Heritage File, taking over. And MP Helena Jasic has said she's no longer going to run for re-election, so she's vacating her role as Public Services and Procurement Minister and was replaced by Jean-Yves Duclos. Meanwhile, the new Mental Health and Addictions Minister, Yara Sachs, will replace outgoing MP Carolyn Bennett. Now, I I realize, Lindsay, I've just put a laundry list of changes forward here, but do you think any of it will actually amount to a change in priorities? Because that was not one thing I heard from Trudeau yesterday. Was anything suggesting that the policy direction of this government is going to change? Right. At the end of the day, it's still a liberal government. And my take on the liberals has always been, Okay, well, you have the NDP who abide by socialist principles. You have the conservatives who abide by conservative principles. You even have the Greens who go by environmentalism. But the liberals, it's always struck me that the people attracted to the liberal party just want to be in power and they'll do anything it takes to get those positions of power because they just want to rule over other people. And so that's the type of people we're going to get from that party and in cabinet, no matter how they switch it around. Yes, I think you're right about that. And, and I also think that it, it serves a convenient timing because all of a sudden Marco Mendicino is not the guy that has to answer questions about Paul Bernardo and Pablo Rodriguez is not the guy that has to answer questions about Bill C-18 and, and so on. So it, it does offer the government, at least conceivably, a bit of insulation from criticisms on some of the really contentious files, I fear. 
Right. You know, I was a little surprised that they kept Pablo Rodriguez around. I did see some people pointing out on Twitter that he is a drunk driver. He has been charged with that in 2010. Uh, and now he's the Minister of Transport. But right, he I mean, he really bungled Bill C-11 and Bill C-18. So when he was Heritage Minister, you know, I mean, we still haven't even seen the effects yet. But uh, how Canadians see YouTube and the internet and read online news is about to be really shaken up in uh, probably a negative way, I reckon. So um, that's due to him, but they kept him around. Um, and then another thing I've, I've just realized from this cabinet shuffle was MP Carolyn Bennett has actually been in office since 1997. She'll be leaving, but I kind of thought to myself, she's been in office almost as long as I've been uh, around on this earth, and I'm not really sure what her legacy is other than texting Jody Wilson-Raybould something about a pension. Accidentally, yeah, not realizing she was texting Jody Wilson-Raybould. Yeah, very, very good point. Canada's federal police force has set aside over $15 million in taxpayer funding to collect race-based data and study how the profession is systemically racist towards minorities. According to a May 5, 2023 question on the order paper filed in the House of Commons by Conservative MP John Brassard concerning all federal IT projects costing taxpayers over $1 million, the $15 million $200,000 in funding is promised until March 31st, 2027. A summary of the project translated from French describes that it will analyze race-based data to address systemic racism within the RCMP. The government explains, quote, this project will collect, analyze, and communicate race-based data to address systemic racism and discrimination and to improve the cultural awareness of employees and the ability to provide culturally competent policing. According to Corporal Chamberlain, funds will be used for community consultation, training, and policy development nationally. Data collected will encompass police interactions with the public to identify trends and patterns of disparities and disproportionalities for Indigenous, Black, and other racialized peoples. The RCMP did not provide a definition of systemic racism, despite being asked to do so. In May, the RCMP's Management Advisory Board raised the alarm about the force's recruiting crisis, saying that if retiring members are not replaced, the police force will not be able to meet its demands. Some have pointed to the effects of shifting attitudes towards police and accusations of racism as being behind the drop in the number of people becoming police officers. Andrew, given its recruiting crisis, is this the best use of money? Well, I certainly don't think it is. And more concerningly, it sounds like they've already determined the answer of the question they're spending millions of dollars to study before they've even undertaken this. I mean, this is like a, a proving a positive uh, exercise on their part in the sense that, you know, there's this tremendous pressure for them to say they are racist. So it's just about spending the money to tell people, yes, we're taking it very seriously. And then they're going to come out with a report that reaffirms that, yes, in in fact, they are when that money could have gone towards pretty much anything else. And if you were talking to people who live in communities policed by the RCMP, they're probably seeing uh, circumstances in which they could probably use some more frontline law enforcement in their communities, not this. And would you say that the RCMP has a history of being woke? I, I mean, I think every institution does increasingly. I, I don't know how long that history goes. I mean, I, I think that ultimately, though, the 
brass and the frontline officers are in very different leagues here. And we've seen how the RCMP leadership will basically throw its members under the bus. And this is what happened when the systemic racism wave was first going through after the George Floyd, Floyd protests. And you had RCMP leadership, uh, Brenda Lucky saying, no, we're not racist. And then finally saying, okay, yes, we're a little systemic race, systemically racist. So uh, what else does that do but completely damage the morale of the officers who are dutifully doing their work day in, day out, and now are being told they're part of some racist machine. A Windsor imam says a local teacher's tirade against Muslim students who didn't participate in the school's Pride Day came as a shock to the city's Muslim community. Last week, True North released exclusively obtained audio of a teacher at Northwood Public School going on a rant where she tells her class that Muslim students abstaining from Pride displays were, quote, disgusting, unquote, and, quote, an incredible show of hatred, unquote. So much so, she said the thing made made her not want to be their teacher anymore. In a statement to True North, uh, Imam Abdullah Hamoud of Windsor's Al-Hijra Mosque says, quote, it was a huge shock for us as a community to see this educator in a public school deal with a group of children at these tender ages in such a manner. The parents trust them to teach their children and care for their well-being, but did not expect it would be in such a harsh way. In the audio recording, the teacher instructs the students to challenge their parents' beliefs amid them choosing to keep their kids home. She also condemns the Muslim students after they tell her they can't change their religion to have it support LGBTQ lifestyles and identities. For Hamoud, the latter was an overstep in her role as a teacher. As previously reported by True North, Northwood principal Dustin O'Neill apologized to families shortly after the incident took place. In his June 20th apology letter, O'Neill said the teacher's comments were inappropriate. Hamoud said to True North that the Muslim community found the apology to be a positive gesture, unquote. Obviously, this is not an isolated incident anymore. We've seen this flare-up between Muslim families and pride observers in the U.S. We've seen it all across Canada. Uh, do you think this is just some temporary blip, or do you think these tensions are actually going to become a lot more common and perhaps a, a lot more uh, forceful? They will become more common. And I remember, Andrew, we talked about this story last week when it first broke, and you made the great point that we live in a pluralistic society, and when you live in that kind of society, this will happen. If you ask a lot of Canadians what are Canadian values, LGBTQ acceptance would probably be one of them. And yet, you know, we also, though, are expected to be inclusive and accepting of Islamic beliefs. So we are going to see these kinds of conflicts happening more and more. Yeah, you're quite right about that. And and ultimately, you can't pick and choose. I mean, you know, for example, we can't say, okay, we support uh, gay rights, but not, you know, the right to be gay if it offends a Muslim. And then you can't say, okay, I support religious freedom, but I don't support the right of a Muslim to be offended by uh, some of these uh, displays that we see around pride. So the whole point is that people have to govern themselves. We have to accept that we're sharing this country with other people. But at at a certain point, that doesn't work. And this is what we're seeing now. So the teacher in Edmonton and the teacher here in Windsor have decided that, no, 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 Muslim comes lower than LGBTQ. Right. And, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see how people are treated differently uh, when it comes to these beliefs. For example, what I mean is when video footage went viral 
of those, you know, young Muslim boys stomping on a pride flag as their mothers and parents were kind of like egging them on, you know, would it be different if they were not Muslim? Would there actually be charges pursued or statements made by government officials? Um, But okay, because it was Muslims doing that, we're just going to let it go. Yeah, very well said. I mean, I don't encourage anyone to do stuff like that, but certainly it would be a very different story if some evangelical young boy were doing it versus a Muslim. Uh, Very well said, Lindsay. That is it for today. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.